Well, it's time for another steaming hot episode of Some Like It Hot, and I am very excited to have someone on who... I wanted her to be my last guest because I knew she was going to share things that would really give an insight to what it's like to be a female streamer on Twitch, but she would also give an insight to a few things that her and I have in common having to do with being grown and sexy. So without wasting one more second of this final episode, I would love to introduce you all to a lovely lady named Jigglypuff. Say hello, Jiggly. Hello, how are you guys? <laughs> nice to be here. And it's nice to have you. Now, do people usually know you by your real first name or do you just prefer Jiggly? I per- uh, well, it doesn't matter. My name is Leslie. Um, not too many people know that. I don't put that on my social media because then you get uh, massive DMs with people acting like they know you. <laughs> uh, right, true. <laughs> like, no thanks. <laughs> True. So I took that off there, but either one is fine. Either one is fine. All right, well, I'll call you Jiggly now. And for those of you okay. that don't know, Jigglypuff is a character, right? Yes, yes. I just happened, that happened to have been my gamer tag since 2011. So, so what is it a character what? from? Oh, it's from Pokemon. Okay. All right. So right. for those of you that are Pokemon fans, you're going to love her. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So you and I, we, we met on Twitch and... I actually want to share my story about how I found you because I actually found you. Mm-hmm. So when I met you, I was new to Twitch and every, uh, every day that I wasn't streaming, I would go and I would try to find other female streamers who I felt were more like myself, who were authentic and who were good people. I mean, I didn't care if they were half naked or not. That wasn't really the issue. It was more about what they presented when I got into the channel and as I was going through a bunch of black ops three channels I saw this crazy amazing (laughs) border on the screen of this woman's channel and I was like what is going on and I clicked on it (laughs) do you and you had this amazing can you describe (laughs) that border and tell me how that happened because I know you don't have it anymore (laughs) but it was amazing her the way her screen was framed and I was like I have to know who this person is I forgot all about that. It was all cats. There was one cat, like, in an astronaut suit. One was eating, like, they had a cat with a piece of pizza around its head. Like, it was just, like, all cats. It was phenomenal. I, I actually found that in a free Twitch border, you know, site. And I'm like, oh, I've got to have this. I got so many comments on it. And then I got a lot of audit, a lot of other comments where they said that it was distracting from the game. So I wound up taking it off, but... Everybody seemed to like it. Well, it I certainly it. drew me in. Drew, drew me in. Excuse me. And mm-hmm. um, so you were you were playing Black Ops Three at the time. So you you are definitely a gamer at heart. Is that fair to say? Oh, for sure, for sure. When you just said Black Ops Three, I was like, yes, yes, I remember <laughs> that now. I know I miss playing that. I, I actually would love to play that more than a lot of the newer games. Um, and 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 so when when I met you, you played a lot of Black Ops. Um, you play Overwatch. And what's interesting is for some of the people who come to my channel, um, like I always mention, there's a few games that I play. But my standard that I've been playing for over a year now um, is Smite. But I actually was introduced to Smite by you. 
I was so excited when you saw me playing Smite with my friend and then you just like fell in love with it. And every time I saw you playing Smite, I'm like, oh, that makes me so happy, you know, because yeah. um, I haven't played it a lot. She She's as addicted to it as you are, but um, I haven't played it a lot because I only game like basically like at night before bed for like, you know, a little while two to four hours now it's a little bit more since everybody's unemployed but um yeah yeah i have never taken the time to learn that's one of those games where you really got to do your homework and learn about a lot of things and um my friend gets upset when i get uh bullied on there for not oh, yeah. you know for, oh yeah you yeah. can get bullied because it's it's a very intricate game you have to learn a lot and um and i remember watching you play it and you were playing as Aphrodite and I was so enamored by just the beauty of everything and how it was. I was like, I have to play that. And then that became my game. But for those of you who watch me play Smite, you can thank Jigglypuff because she was the <laughs> one who, who turned me on to the game. And, and now I want to, I want to touch on what you just said about everybody being sort of out of work and being home. So we are on my last episode. This is in the middle of April. I had always planned on having you as my last guest for the first season um, because I thought, hey, it's spring. And when I think Jigglypuff, I think spring and flowers and beauty. And you guys, if you get to know her, go to her channel on Twitch and she'll promote that at the end. Um, you know, I just thought I want to have someone who's going to bring us right into spring with happiness and and light. And unfortunately, I was not aware we were also going to be in quarantine <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic. So <laughs> right. that kind of threw me off for a loop. But I would like to know, um, I guess, how are you doing through COVID-19? How has it affected your life? Well, I've gone down to about, I'm lucky I still have any work, but I've gone to down to about one hour a day. And I don't know if I'm going to qualify for unemployment. I've filed and I'm trying to pick up extra work. I clean commercial buildings. I co-own a business and um, I've had to start. We're trying to refinish floors and do things like that to pick up extra money. But I don't really know what's going to happen money-wise because uh, the unemployment um, agency does not like self-employed people. They're just like, oh, you can pretty much go out there and pick up money, so we don't need to pay you. But it's not like that. All our accounts have closed. Right. They're gone. Right. Like one of them is a school, and that's out of here for like the rest of the season. So, and that's the biggest one. They, but uh, do you think that, they I'm might still... hire you to do any of the cleaning for? You know, they're supposed to be doing all this COVID cleaning, or are they going to hire someone else? Is that? I don't know. We haven't heard anything about that. The regular accounts that we still do are quote unquote essential businesses that are still open. Right. And a, a lot of them, even the police department, um, we just lost that last weekend. They shut down to having any other person in the building but them. But yeah, we haven't heard anything about people wanting to do um, extra cleaning like that. But that's her cat. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, I don't know what to do to silence that dude. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. For, for those of you that ever tune into her stream, her cat <laughs> will literally walk like, well, you now we're going to get into what you do, but definitely yeah. during your gaming streams, your cat has made many appearances. So <laughs> for those of you who are cat people, you're going to love the rest of this because she's got a very uh, vocal cat, um, which is fine. I have a dog and she hacks up along every once in a while in here and there's very little I can do about it. So, and, but she forces me to put her in my office. So I get it. 
Um, now you live Mr. in you live in uh, New England, right? I do. Okay. I do. And so I won't give away where you are, but the location that you're in is mostly considered a place people go to vacation. Exactly. And New York and Massachusetts is coming here in droves to escape their corona and they are bringing it here. And we are having more and more cases showing up here because they're coming to their summer homes. And it's just, it looks like the middle of summer. Like, really? yeah, the population goes from about 6,500 to like 20,000 in the summer. And it's getting like that now because they're all coming up to their summer homes to try to escape it. But So paint a picture for me. So before this whole coronavirus quarantine happened, what was life like for you then? And now what has it become? Well, it was pretty good before. I mean, I'm self-employed, so I work at night and I have my days free to you know, deal with. I'd been studying to get my personal training certification, which I got in October. So I do things like that. I'm studying for my yoga teacher certification now. So I do things like that during the day, do my workouts, play the guitar, work on dance, drawing, painting, home decor. You're very um, eclectic. (laughs) And that was one of the things I wanted to, to, to talk to you about was how I feel like you're sort of an anomaly and so I want to kind of break down that anomaly for people so they can get to know you because I don't, I don't have a problem with people having multiple layers. I think life is way too short to be monotone. You know, yeah. I feel like Pantone is the way to go. So my whole thing is this. When you're up there now, you, you were working, you were streaming, you, life was a little bit more simple, a little bit more quiet. Is it, is there a whole bunch of people out of towners that are there now and they're just taking over the stores, buying up everything? Oh yeah. 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 It was pretty good here. We, we had cases like in the, I mean, I know the cases are going up for everybody, but in our area, it was down in like just only the double digits, but as New York and Massachusetts rose, like it's just getting crazy up here and they're coming up, buying up all the stuff. and. The grocery stores like has a cop in it and they have the lines where the ladies in the store I just ran into another girl from my church who uh, said she was coming out of the dollar store she's like hey I just got yelled at in the dollar store for not standing back of the line but you know they had the sign on the on the drink cooler how are you supposed to notice that you know for the last four weeks of interviews I've had people explaining to me you know, oh, I, there's cops in the, the place. I'm having security. In fact, over here, to get into our market, you have to wait for a disinfected carriage. You have to show your ID. You have to use a wash station and a wipe, and you're not allowed inside without wearing gloves and a mask. It's pretty much like that here, too. They have a limit on how many people you can go in the store. They're like, you can only have, uh, Walmart has one person per thousand square feet. And it's a 212,000 square foot Walmart, so you can have about 200 people in there. And all the carts, um, they disinfect before they hand it to you. And there's people at the door, and it's just weird. It's like all of a sudden, this is normal now. You can't go anywhere without... Yeah. Yeah, they want us to wear, in our state, they want us to wear a mask upon walking out our door. But I have N95 masks because of work, and... 
that I already had. I know you can't find those now, but I use those for um, floor burnishing and stuff like that. But I can't breathe in those things because they don't fit my face. They're too big. (laughs) So it's very difficult to wear those. So um, I like to spend as much time now outside. I go out in the woods or I go to the park. The park isn't closed, but there's nobody there. So I go work out in the park and I don't wear a mask when I'm out there because there's nobody there. And I, though they say, oh, it's airborne, theoretically, I've listened to a lot of reports and a lot of doctors and it's airborne if somebody sneezes or coughs at you, but it's in what they call a heavy droplet where it has to be in a droplet that will land on you. So it's not just floating around in the air, according to what I've heard. So if I'm away from all people, I'll walk down the street wearing a bandana because I can't which wear is, an N95. Which is kind of scary. And I was saying this to someone and they got a little attitude with me on Facebook, as people do. And <laughs> they were saying that, you know, oh, you know, people are walking around wearing bandanas because you need to wear a mask, wear a bandana, do something. And I said, I feel so uncomfortable with the fact that now I'm going to go into a store or I'm in a parking lot and there's people walking around with bandanas. How do I know which one is the one that's going to rob me? Like, this is so, <laughs> exactly, right? so way out out of bounds like if this was a normal time that would be very suspicious behavior and i understand why we're doing it but it just it's it's just such a weird new normal to live in um and then so okay let's let's get back to with you for a minute we'll go back into this because we're all suffering through this quarantine oh yeah and it's definitely changed our lives my life in fact right before we were doing this to do this interview one of my neighbors was standing outside and our houses aren't extremely close, but I, you know, I would prefer like a, a, like I would like to live in the middle of nowhere and have no one around me. That's just how I am. But, yeah. but my neighbors are usually always away while I work from home, but everybody's home. So he's standing outside bored, walking around on his phone and I can hear him. I'm like, if you don't get your ass back in your house, <laughs> cause I got a job to do. I'm sorry. You're standing there hanging out. That's nice for you. But it's just mm-hmm. like, it's becoming, um, for those of us who do work from home, and especially for you who are self-employed, it's become smothering because now all these people have nothing to do and they're just around. And so we have we can't escape it. We can't have that moment where as entrepreneurs, we have our space, our time to express. And so that that's what's really driving me nuts now is like, I'm like, go away. <laughs> yeah, right. And I, use, I always used to, I haven't worked a nine to five job since I lived in California. And I, that was like a long time ago. And I don't like working that. I like being home during the weekdays. I find weekdays very relaxing. I don't like weekends. Sunday is usually my longest work day. I have church in the morning, which is 45 minutes away from me, and then I work like till the rest of the night. So Sundays are not not a day off for me. So I always like really enjoyed Monday and, and uh, weekdays, but yeah, everybody's home now. Everybody's like, a lot of times there's this one path I like to walk home. When I walk into town, I like to walk on this path by the lake and there is tons of people walking on that path now and I'm like, So if I want to stay away from people, I can't go that way because a lot of them aren't wearing masks because they come up here with their coronavirus and they think that like, oh, I can just walk around here. It's all a lot of fresh air and, you know, nope, now everybody's getting it up here. And I'm worried about like, 
I had a really bad flu in the beginning of January and it was the worst one I'd ever had. I never take medicine and I never take DayQuil unless I'm dying. And I had to take DayQuil day and night because I had a fever and I felt horrible. And I've heard that this has been around since November, so I don't know if I already had it right. <laughs> and, and I'm done. And it's like, I barely ever get sick, you know? I don't go to doctors, I don't have medical insurance because if you are self-employed, thanks to Obamacare, if you make any kind of money that's not minimum wage, like you're a horrible person, you have to pay $3,000 a year for a fine because you won't pay the ridiculous medical insurance rates. So, I yeah. no, I, I better yeah, not I don't myself or get sick. No, yeah. See, that's the thing. Is like, well, I hate calling it Obamacare because he's not president anymore, yeah. and he's not the only one. No, that no, did it. that's that's the way it was. Though. No, yeah, I get it. It's a it's a nickname. Yeah. yeah, it's a nickname. Yeah. I get it. And and you're right. And 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 prior to being under the insurance that I'm under now, that's exactly what I didn't like about it was that people were being fined if they didn't have insurance and I'm like that Mm -hmm. makes no sense and and it's and at this point you know I mean we could get into a deeper conversation about this if you want to um but at this point I think what's happening now has been a really great case for Bernie Sanders because it's (laughs) like listen I'm trying to make sure everybody's covered everybody's taken care of we have a better structure you know our government has a little bit more control but in a way that it's it's good for the people and everybody's like oh no more big government no more big government and then two seconds later like where's my check from big government <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so it's like, all of a sudden everybody's in favor of it right yeah but no it's everything's taken a turn i mean we've all had plans for this summer like i like going to concerts that's like i'm not a big fan of going out to eat or anything like that i like to go to go to concerts and everything but everything is called off now right and I, rem- I remember I mean I listened to podcasts from a few weeks ago and then they're talking about oh this should all be better by the first of April this this should all clear up soon you know right. and it's like no it doesn't seem to be going anywhere no and not at all I think a lot of people have to re- reevaluate what's going to happen I think this whole year is basically done as far as like this coronavirus thing like i heard trump saying something about it being seasonal but time's just clicking by and more people are dying and a lot of people aren't taking this seriously and there i see groups i look right out my window right now i see two people walking together they might live together and that's fine but i see people in groups all the time not distancing i see oh, people there's no social distancing going I, no not to at their all. friends like they're outside they're hanging out th- this is the funny the, the thing about this that's so funny to me is that what really has happened is all of the corporations all of the businesses have closed but it hasn't done much to social distancing because <clears throat> everybody's still together people are still having parties people are still hanging out with their friends i when you're talking about um how you were trying to avoid people when on your the path that you like to walk on i'm a runner so mm-hmm. i've had every afternoon when i used to run maybe i'd run into like a two or three people here and there within the five to six miles i run um that were also running and maybe a couple of families here and there that was back before this now there's people everywhere i'm like what the hell yeah <laughs> that's the path i ran on and it's yeah. like there'd be like a couple other people maybe somebody riding a bike and now there's just like groups of people just everywhere like they're on ba- I, I swear it's like this is a vacation area and this looks like summertime right now it's like right. 
people are taking it easy. They're like hanging out. Right. They're not taking it serious. And then what's going to happen is because they're not taking it serious, we're going to have a situation where, as you can see, every week the government is tightening the belt more and more and more. So we're going to have a situation where since people aren't taking it serious and if the numbers are not going down fast enough, they're going to start being like, okay, that's it. Nobody outside curfew this we're going to start finding people because that's what they're doing in new york Mm -hmm. i know and i'm going to start losing more and more work and then they're going to say yeah but you still have four hours a week you don't qualify for unemployment so i don't know how you're going to pay your rent looks like you're going to have to stack it all the way up till august and then pay five months of rent at once it's like insane dude where's the money going to come from i can't control whether i did some residentials too and i just boom lost 250 a month because i couldn't do my two residentials that i do once a month now let me let me ask you something i want to i want to redirect you for a second but for the gentlemen that are listening are you single married available looking maybe on pause what's your what would you like to tell them for now i'm on pause i would say because it's like I think people, here's my stance on it. I think a lot of times people get into relationships far too young. And that's what happened to me. I got in a relationship at 14 for the rest of my life up until like I moved out two years ago because um, you can't grow up as a person if you um, have somebody expecting you to be the same way that you were when they met you. And you're not the same person when you're 14 or even 16 or 18. You're not going to be the same person. You need to be allowed to experiment and try new personality traits. Just um, allow your personality to evolve. Right. And if other people, other people get very um, frightened when they see you exhibiting a different aspect of your personality that's not familiar to them. It makes them feel like you're going to leave. And even if you weren't going to leave, that makes them very fearful and, you know, just in general. And it's like our parents are right. When they tell us not to to go settle down, quote unquote, too young, they're right because that's what happens, you know. And if you aren't allowed to grow into yourself and you have somebody trying to, you know, contain you all the time you're just gonna feel like you're going to die you know you feel like you're dying you feel like do you guys are you guys no i i get it because trust me i could sit here and tell (laughs) honey i could tell you a story about my life too but yes no i understand i was with someone when i was a teenager i wouldn't say i wasn't that young i was like 19 and we spent a very long time together and we just we grew apart mostly because I grew and he didn't (laughs) and so I was like okay and this is not shady to him like you know whatever I don't know what he's doing maybe his life changed I think to be fair I think the best thing I ever did for both of us was leave him so he had a chance to say to change and I had a chance chance to be who I want to be because it was just we were so stagnant by the end there i was like i gotta get out of this this isn't that's that's how i would describe it as well because either person i'm not uh, i mean either person isn't like they don't feel like they can even if one person's a little more uh outgoing or whatever the other person might not feel like they can express themselves because they don't want to be something different and it's just that something else that happens i think when people get together that young they get into this thing where 
okay, you're my only friend, you're all the friends I need, you know, blah, blah, blah. That might work for a few years, but as life goes on, if you don't have um, conversation with other people, especially if you work together and you don't see any other people, life can get very, very small, you know? Now, you let me, don't let me bring ask anything you. else to the table, you know, if you don't yeah. see any other people. Well, let me ask you this. So you're on pause from that relationship, but he is looming about, we'll say. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I'm just not like, I'm just saying on pause. I mean, I'm not like looking for a relationship. We'll pay, put it that way. Like well, what I, I was going to ask you is, yeah. what I was going to ask you is, so what does this person um, or your family for that matter, think about you um, as a Twitch person and Streaming. also, and, and, and not just as a Twitch person, but you're also an Instagram um What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I can't think of the word. Influencer. That's it. It's such a fake word that I couldn't even think yeah. of. It's not, it wasn't in Webster's Dictionary until just recently. Oh, it's such yeah, a fake right. word. I know, right? So, we but, got a lot of... We well, a, lot a, lot of a lot of, of make-believe has happened since the, mm -hmm. since the social media. Like, we just... It's a, like Anyway, but okay. So what does yeah. your family... This is why I want to know. What does your family and friends think of you being a Twitch streamer and an Instagram influencer? Because you do do that. Well, I love... I have always loved art and photography and um, the people in my, you know, family or whatever that don't participate in that sort of thing think it's crazy. They're like, you're putting your picture out there? What's the matter with you? You're going on camera where people can see you? What's the matter with you? Are you crazy? You're going to get kidnapped and killed. Like, that's what I get all the time. Yeah. You know, they are fearing for my safety which I can understand because this sort of thing does happen. And that's why I use a secure VPN because like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not that's stupid, smart. you know? And I, you know, cause you never know, people are psychopaths and I do worry about that. But I mean, the way that, and also as a Christian, and yes, I am a Christian. And um, also as that, like, I um, believe that like, they'll say, well, you're um, some people, some people, may say, oh, you're just trying to get attention, you're trying to like glorify yourself or whatever. And I'm like, well, what about people that host TV shows or are newscasters? Would you say the same thing about them? Or the 700 because... Club. <laughs> uh, that, that, let me, you wanna go down a road, man? I'll <laughs> start talking about televangelists and yeah. people using the Bible to get money and abuse people. That is something that angers me greatly, well, greatly. I would I say love I'm to Christian, talk about that. <laughs> yeah, when I say I'm Christian, people think, oh, you're one, you're one of those nut jobs on TV with a huge plane asking for money and crying. And it's like, nope, nope. There is people like that out there. But if you look at anything, even look at Twitch, there's people abusing any system to get money. Look at the girls that are just porn girls getting sitting on Twitch in their underwear. Like, oh, I'm a Twitch streamer now. Yeah, give me money. And it's like, go back to your cam girl in your strip club, okay? Because, like, you'll make more money there. Trust me. Trust okay. me. Do you want to give half of it away? Because... All right. Well, here we go. All right. So, no, see, now, and now I love that you said that because I want to tell everybody we have, we're going to get into all of that, oh, yeah. okay, in the next half. So stay tuned because yeah. we're going to do that in the second half with Jigglypuff. Yes. Okay. So when we last left you, um, Jiggly was getting very into a conversation that I cannot wait to dive into. Um, but before I dive into it, I want to say 
that the thing I love about Jigglypuff is that she is sort of an anomaly. I mentioned that earlier in the podcast. And the reason I call her an anomaly is because she gives off a lot of different vibes. So if you watch, if you go to her Instagram account and you go to her Twitch, you kind of get a lot of different vibes for her. And the vibes that I like to say she gives off is sort of hippie, rock, chic, sort of cosplay, gamer girl, ambient, um and a pet lover, makeup artist, painter. So there's just so much going on. So I want you to explain to my audience just a little bit about how you came to be this sort of, you know, Janice Joplin of Twitch. (laughs) Well, you know, I have a lot of interests and when I see something I like, I want to do it. I am not a person. And that's another thing I'd like to say that I I don't think I've heard any of your um, interviewees say is that I don't sit in a lot of streams and I do watch a few people's streams but I am not a sitter so please if I'm not in your stream please don't hate me and think I'm a horrible unsupportive person I am literally never sitting down so even when I'm like drawing or painting I dragged it all outside somewhere so I could spend time outdoors right you have a lot of pictures where you're outdoors she does a lot of photography as well and she'll take these really interesting pictures of like buildings and graffiti sunsets and a lot of them are actually really really good they could be framed in my opinion oh thank you i love i love looking at things and seeing beauty and you know taking angles and stuff like that and if i see something i want to do it like i'm not content to watch other people do it i want to do and try everything that i am interested in I mean, even watching football, I'm like, oh, I'd love to do that. <laughs> even though I get myself killed, you know, right. but I'm now, like too breakable. You, you seem like a very open-minded person. And the reason that I wanted to go back to that, the way that you, um, you flow between personalities and behaviors is because when I did find out that you were Christian uh, to a point where she does, she likes to go to Christian. Now your ch- is it your church that has like sort of a rock concert or is that separate? Oh yeah, that's my church. Okay. It's painted black inside. And um, he did that, our pastor did that because he wanted to not have people's attention be way up at the ceiling. He wanted our attention to be right down in the front where we could all just focus on the message and everything. And we have our worship music in there and I, it's a nice um, contemporary Baptist church, and um, we have an awesome band, and we have like messages that are relatable to everybody, but still stick to the word 100%. So I'm really happy to have found that place, and it is a little bit of a drive away from my home, but like I said, I do live like in a kind of a vacation area, and most of the population here is a lot older. So there's not really any people my age or my, I don't want to say age because people my age aren't my age. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to get weird. into the ages we'll of next. Yeah, we're yeah we'll talk next. about that. But no, the but reason no, I, I, I asked you that age. was because yeah. I see how you're, you're, you're religious. You go to this church. It kind of, it blends your love for rock music and, and, and like you said, yeah, you like concerts. you find your people, you find your people. Right, and you have you a know? way of, of enjoying um, your religion in a way that's a, a lot more honest than a lot of other things. Yeah. Like you mentioned, the te- televangelists who are just, they're Ugh. completely just stealing money from poor people to enrich oh, yeah. themselves. Yeah. 
Um, they're awful. They're awful. And it's like, and I know people single out them and say, see, this is why Christianity is bad. And it's like, no, because you could go to any, I mean, go to any musician. When you find out some musician or actor has like raped a bunch of people, you don't hear people going, see, this is why TV is bad. This is why music is bad. Okay. You know, there's always somebody in any group that's going to use it or yeah. use their influence to hurt other people. That's just the world we live in. Well, you know? you know, the thing is, is I'm, you know, I'm the girl with the devil horns as her image, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's me. Uh -huh. And so I know people, especially even my own family members, I know that when they see that, they think, oh, she's lost it. Some people who are strangers probably think I'm a Satanist. I am not. Um, but it's just part of my whole persona where you know i'm 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 not a bad girl i just i don't play by the rules <laughs> i would classify myself the same way you know and it's like i know some people would think that that's bad but i don't think it is because i think that being open-minded is the key to happiness because once i'll tell you something once you have your mind fixed on one thing and you are unadaptable to change your life is going to be miserable because life is nothing but changes and left turns and surprises. And if you can't roll with the punches, then you're just constantly going to be like swimming upstream. And well, I know my family is going to be surprised that I have someone like you on who is very vocal about your religion because I am very vocal about, listen, I went to Sunday school. I went to church. I did all of that stuff. I went to Catholic school. I was that person. Okay. And the thing is, is that yes, I'm not very religious. I don't, I don't hearken back to, you know, the church or anything like that. But I also don't mind people who are religious if they're more like you, where you are a kind person who is also willing to have your belief but not force it on everybody else either right and that's funny you say catholic school because i meet more catholic and more ex-catholics that are like nope i want nothing to do with that <laughs> and there's a reason there's a reason and it's like i'll i'll just add right now is that i was not a christian my whole life my parents are not christian like I used to see this show on TV called Davy and Goliath. It was like a cartoon, you know, like how Rudolph the um, Red-Nosed Reindeer is with the little the little claymation or whatever it is. Right. It was a cartoon like that, and this kid and this dog were Christian, and they just go and have adventures, and it was on at like six. I remember six that. Yeah. Yep, and that's that's how I learned about God, you know, and, I, and most of my friends, because I grew up in... Um, just outside of Boston and most of my friends were Catholic so I was always having them you know talking about God so I you know came to believe it on my own I came to believe in it on my own and, and investigate it you know so I I didn't go into it as part of a like denomination I just happened to go to this Baptist church but I wasn't brought up in anything like that so it was not like brainwashed into me at a young age and, so I think that's the difference and for that's a, a very a very good reason a very good way to look at it because for a lot of people a lot of religions I always say this and I think this is a fair thing to say and maybe you can check me if you disagree um but I always like to say there's a lot of people on this planet there's a lot of countries and there's a lot of different religions and I my whole thing is this I don't know who's right. So I just sit back and try to be the best person I can be instead of trying to argue with other people about whose God is the real one and just be like, how about we all just be good people? 
See, the thing is, is that like, I think that's where a lot of people go wrong and they're passionate about how they believe and what they believe, but they wind up being so overbearing that it's such a turnoff to people that they're like, okay, whatever that guy believes, I don't want any part of it because they, they're not nice and they're making me uncomfortable. And I understand that they want to get their point across and they're like, well, you have to be uncomfortable if you're gonna understand this, but you really, you know, what I believe, you know, is backed up by fact. There's a couple of really amazing books that um, one of them has been made into a, a DVD where a forensic um, examiner was who was an atheist who had um, Christian friends and relatives, he said, I'm gonna prove them wrong. I'm going to prove that this isn't real. And he actually went back and examined that all these things actually did happen, that all these places, the languages, the miracles, all that stuff, by finding ancient texts and seeing how they matched up with each other. And he actually, you know, came to believe in, you know. Well, you know, my thing about that is this. I, we could, we could go back and forth, honestly, we could finish uh-huh. this whole podcast talking about that, because religion, I mean, hello, has been going on oh, yeah. since before any of us listening or speaking have anything to do with it. So my whole thing is this, I, you, you do what you do, I'll do what I do, but I will say, I'll let it slide for today because I like Jigglypuff, and also since it's also, this will be airing just around Easter, I'm gonna let it slide after, okay? Okay. <laughs> but, 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 but either way, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for you to be here and be open-minded and have this conversation as oh, I am yeah. because that's what I do and people get... I don't judge. I don't judge anybody. Like, no, I don't think anybody's in a position to judge anybody else. That's the, my whole thing in life and that's what I run into personally in all walks of life is that it's just people sitting in judgment. It's so frustrating. Well, and that's why I want to I ask you because we're going to get into judgment now. So you're doing, so you've been, as I mentioned earlier, you're a gamer, you play video games, that's what you streamed, and that's how I met you, but you have started doing a thing called ASMR. Can you explain what ASMR is to my audience and how you... Um, balance doing ASMR and being Christian because as you know a lot of people confuse ASMR with porn oh yeah autonomic sensory meridian response some people when they hear a certain sound or see a certain thing they get like this kind of like electrical response like in their body and they they call it tingles in the ASMR community but it's just like, you know, when you watch those videos when they have like the kinetic sand and they're cutting it into pieces and you're like, yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> you know, or you see, I, I like the ones I like is where they're taking makeup and like smashing it off and it's like, or they show it in slow motion and it's like taking a lipstick and like crushing it like onto a mirror and somehow it's satisfying. Well, and, a lot of the ASMR that I've seen is girls with these microphones with an yep. ear, with an ear attached to it and they're speaking sensually or they're mm-hmm. making slurping sounds that sound like sex acts and so what is it that you do and what kind of audience do you prefer to have see now that's funny because that ties into how we were talking about um how in every group there's somebody dragging it into the gutter 
<laughs> I mean, no offense to them. If that's how they choose to make their money, that's fine. Because, but like I like to say, ASMR is the country music of streaming. If you've noticed that a lot of like rock acts who don't get the play that they want, sometimes they're like, I'm going to make a country album, you know? And then they get a lot of pop popular in the country because they just like kind of, you know, that was a dick towards Gwen Stefani. <laughs> oh, which her last album came out, it did not do good. All of a sudden, she decided to do an album with her boyfriend in country music. Mm-hmm. She's a ugh, please. I don't want to talk about her. I oh. love her, but she loves to steal from everybody else to build her career. And I thought that last that last little thing she did trying to be a country artist, I was like, just yeah. stop, knock it off. But yeah, you're right. It is like that because. Um, it seems like everybody joins ASMR when the other stuff doesn't work out. Yeah, um, and I actually had a different, like, I'll, I'll tell you, the way it went with the gaming, see now, I have reasons why, like, I'm not a huge streamer, is because A, as you can see, I have many different interests, so I can't stick to one subject. Like, I'm not like a one-trick pony where I can sit on my ass and stream for eight hours. I mean, I, I don't work a lot of hours, but I do. I am busy constantly doing other things that I enjoy doing. So, I mean, theoretically, I could get up in the morning, stream six hours, and go to work. But you know what? I can't sit down that long. I don't want to only do that. I want to do multiple different things. Because there are people on Twitch, as we've mentioned throughout the podcast, but if you're just tuning into particularly this one, um, there are people who just sit on Twitch and they play one game for eight hours a day, every day of the week. Man, I don't know how they do that. My mind would melt. My mind would melt and I would die. I'm serious. And it's like even ASMR, like those, a lot of those people sit on there for eight, nine hours a day. And it's like, I'm sitting there an hour and a half. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm getting up. See you guys yeah, later. Yeah, her streams like, are hard to catch because I know she'll, she'll be on and I'll, and I'll be doing something. And then I go to join and she's like, okay, well, bye everybody. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I know. And I feel bad too, but like, I literally cannot sit still, you know, but I did come to ASMR. I did gaming and like, you know, it's really hard for me to pay attention to the game and the chat because I really like to engage with the chat. And when I see a chat, I'll sit there and talk to it and enjoy the game and then I'll die and get all my teammates killed. And then that's not good gameplay to watch because people are like, stop dying. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm talking to you. That's why I'm dying. You know, <laughs> like, I yeah. mean, I don't. Oh, I don't yeah, want see, to- I'm the opposite. I'll, I'll tell them, I'm like, listen, I'll read what you guys wrote <laughs> when this is done. I'm in the middle of something if it's really that intense. And I let them know, yeah. listen, the men do it. I have been to how many men stream have you seen oh, yeah. where they don't even look at the chat and they just, <laughs> oh, like, I know. they're getting like hundreds of dollars and subs and money and bits and, and followers. And they're not even, they're not even acknowledging any of it. And they love it. They love when the men treat them like shit. But if a woman doesn't acknowledge them oh, yeah. immediately. <laughs> you're a bitch. You're a bitch. <laughs> I know. I know. And that's another thing. I don't know how how do people get like 500 subs i have asked everybody how do you get all of this nobody tells me you know nobody will tell me and, and it's like yeah it could be because i can't stick to a schedule and i can't sit on the stream for hours on end i mean i'm sorry but i can't now when and you I, let me let me redirect you for a second when you when you do your asmr just because i want to make sure people get this oh right right i want them to know what you do and then i want to i'm going to ask you about 
okay. the treatment that you that we both received. Oh, right. Well, when I started doing ASMR, it's because I have had some insomnia for like quite a long time. And I discovered listening to binaural beats on YouTube and they really helped me sleep. And then I was reading about it and I found out that a, a 3DO mic, the one with the ears, that's a binaural microphone. So that's how they make those, you know? And it's like in stereo, like my, I got one of those and it has two XLR cords that hook into a mixer. So each side is in stereo. So I do things like, if you take like a thing of bubble wrap and you take take one piece in both hands and you can slowly like, you know, hear the sound and it sounds amazing with that mic or do things like that or brushes or, you know, tapping people like- uh, I should have asked you to do, you know what? Uh, let me, uh -huh. I, I'm interrupting you for a very good reason. Mm -hmm. The one thing that Jigglypuff does that I actually do like is she does this thing with Pop Rocks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I should have asked you- want you me to, to do the Pop Rocks? <laughs> yes. Do you have Pop Rocks right now? I do. I have. Can you I'm totally do it? Can you totally yeah. do it for my audience right now? Oh my God! Yes, this is a, yes. This is how we do the finale right here. Yes. <laughs> all right. Yes. Do, all right. Do the pop rock sound for everybody so they can understand this auditory stimulation. Yes. Yes. Exactly. All right, so and I'm gonna be is, quiet. But um, this is one of the things, and when you listen to stuff like that, it's just a different experience. And when I I used to think ASMR was just look at this. They're sitting here in a bra and they got like millions of subs. Why is this? My life is not fair. Like, that's what I would think. I saw um, Amaranth sitting there with a salt shaker and a makeup brush. And I'm like, all right, this this is insane. I don't know what they're doing, but this makes no sense because I didn't have headphones on and I couldn't hear it. But when I realized what it was and I realized it was a way to be creative, that's when I started doing it. Then I discovered like these pop rocks, which I will show you now. Yes, yes, for the pop rocks. All right, everybody who's listening, turn it up so you can hear the pop rocks. And if you have earbuds, pop them in. Now, when you usually do this with the, the other microphone, is the sound in surround sound? Oh yeah, I use the 3DO. So but now, it, what? It's super loud and uh, it's just, it sounds amazing. And it I also does. have like a, a woodwick. If you have a woodwick candle and you burn the candle like that, it sounds like a campfire, yes. like right in your ears. It sounds so pretty. So when you do the ASMR that you do, I think of it as like the kind of stuff that people want to listen to. Like for, for those of you, maybe you have sleep machines or you go to YouTube and you put on something to help you sleep like ocean waves. It's sort of, it, it's sort of like that. Yeah, and and I talk about I usually pick a subject and talk about it quietly. But thou but there are there are people on ASMR who we can be honest about them. They're sort of servicing people who are looking for something that will help them with their sexual needs. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Um, I've looked at a couple of the big ASMR streamers, and a lot of them say on there, please no requests for mouth sounds, no requests for ear licking, and they'll do stuff like that. And I'm like, good, I see some of these top girls not wanting to do this stuff. And a lot of people are like, oh, make kissing sounds, lick the mic. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I don't you care. You do get I'm... a lot of that. I see them. They'll come in and they're like, yeah. oh, baby, um, do this for me. And it's like, no. there's so much free porn. <laughs> so it, no. it, it blows the mind. But this gets back to what you were talking about and what I've definitely discussed multiple times. And we have different opinions. I've had Funny Honey on. I've had Clearly on. And we've all discussed these different things um, about how women are treated on Twitch. And the thing that you and I have in common is we we don't really care about the Twitch skanks so much as how it's affecting business for everybody else. Yes. And they're willing to show off whatever they can to get money and and attention. And that's fine. I've been there, done that personally. But I will say that the thing that happens is because they're so young, when they come to a woman (laughs) and they come to a woman stream, the very first thing they do is like, how old are you? Yep. And so how do you handle the ageism on Twitch and being constantly asked about your age when it should not pertain to the content that you're creating? See, this is the thing. And it's it's everywhere, dude. It's like everywhere I go, the dentist, is this really your age? And then they're searching your face for signals of you looking what your age is. And I'm like, do I have to go through this everywhere I go? Does people always have to ask that? Obsessed. And it's, yes, it's just like, I I don't know what it is. It's like, that's all they care about. And it's like, I don't know if it's like they want to measure where their progress is in life against yours or <laughs> I, I have no idea what this is. Yes. Like, I, I never, well, it's like, I mean, and then it's like you, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but then like some people ask you your age and they're like, oh, well, I know I'm a lot older than you. So like tell me and then um, I wind up and I'm older than them I'm older than like everybody you know and <laughs> well you I know am. I get what, my thing is I, my personal thing is this so I'll have people come in and they'll fuck around like I don't like to do birthday streams for that reason because I don't celebrate yeah, birthdays yeah. honey I've been on this planet for a billion years as far as I'm concerned yeah so I don't do birthday streams very well in fact when I do celebrate my birthday I actually do it like a week or so later because I don't want them to know my birthday anyway. Right, right. Um, but, everybody makes a big deal about it. Well, and here's the thing. I when How I handle it is like this. So people come into my stream and they'll say, oh, how old are you? And I ignore it. I don't even read the comment. But then they'll start bothering my moderators or my other viewers. And mm-hmm. so what I end up doing is you know, I just, I just ignore it. I let them take care of it. But when people start saying stuff about age, I, you know, I just shut it down. I say, listen, if you're uncomfortable with me not responding to you, then I understand and you can leave. My age has nothing to do with the fact that I'm playing smite right now. I'm not here trying to date you. I'm not here trying to catfish you. We're here trying to have a good time. So either you can enjoy my presence or not. Yeah, that's, I like that viewpoint because it's like, it seems like people, before they evaluate what they feel about you, they want to know how old you are. And it's like, why should that, like, that doesn't make any sense to well, me. And, they also, you know? and the thing that, that really makes it difficult for a woman on the internet, you know, people, first of all, whenever we stream, I've gone, I've, I've done this a million times and I won't waste too much time talking about it, but I've gone to see where I'm streaming a certain game and then I'm going to go raid somebody. And so I have to start from the top so you see all the big numbers, right? You'll see channels with no picture, no camera, with like a thousand viewers and you go click yeah. on it. It's a guy. He can do that. 
You know, yep. you go to a guy's channel, he could have a bald head eating a pizza with his gut hanging out and they <laughs> love him. But yep. when they come to a woman's channel, it's like, you need to be on camera. You need to be pretty. Don't even make me think for one second that you're over the age of 24 or I'll die. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's 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 pressure because it's like, I don't know how many times I haven't streamed because I felt like I didn't look good that day. But... You know, it's like you see these people and another thing is, is like, I don't show, you know, Your I don't body, show a lot of skin right. and I know that's what they want. And I'm right. about to just kill off all my viewership here, but I'm going to say it anyway. You know what people want? You know what dudes want? They want to feel like they're talking some naive like girl out of her clothes. And if you look like you're sure of yourself, if you look like you know what they're after and you know what they're about, they're not they're not interested in that they want to feel like i don't think like, that will you know? kill off your viewers i think that for, <laughs> i think if anything that will probably interest new people who are confident in themselves and i think people yeah. who who like that you respect yourself and you're not going to sell you're not going to change who you are just to get higher numbers i think i do hear people say that though i've i have had quite a quite a few people over the time i've been streaming even in the gaming streams and everything i have had them say well i like that you you respect yourself and you're not trying to get viewers by showing skin and it's just that it's like you oh know, i love to show skin but you know mm -hmm. it's a, but you know the thing is it's all about how you do it too yeah you know i mean i don't have anything against it it's not that i have anything against it it's just that i feel and you know it, it bothers me and i don't go on twitter a lot but it bothers me when girls on there who do that say stop saying we're stealing your viewers and it's like well, you know what, bitch? Like, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of dudes that will tune into you first because they're it's it's right. human nature. They see right. boobs, they're gonna go there first before they see me sitting in a t-shirt. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and I have a camera. It's funny because your camera is very direct, and my camera is above me. But what's in, what's different between how I have my camera and the girls that you're talking about is that my camera has a lot of focus on the backdrop and just the top of my head. My boobs sometimes make an appearance but it doesn't it's not directed exactly angled into my cleavage and oh, my yeah. crotch some of them have the the cam like right up in there and then they're like stop saying we're stealing your viewers and it's like well then you will be happy you'll like, be happy to you know? know they just released <laughs> twitch just released this week um a new referendum on First of all, I want to say this, and I, and I want to get your opinion on this, too. So I'm mm -hmm. going to minimize this. This is just going to be me giving, you know, pieces of what I read. It's a much bigger thing. You can look it up on their website. But essentially what they were saying is um, they were making new rules about nudity, uh, uh, the way you dress, how you present yourself, coverings, stuff like that. And then also, then they... They dig, they dig deeper into sexually se sexually suggestive material or dialogue. And when I read it, I got two things. One, they were definitely going after the just chatting cam girls for sure. And then the other thing was they were definitely also just kind of going after women in general because a lot of the language in this new um, policy was saying, you know, oh, if you were too sexually suggestive and it didn't, it was such an umbrella, um, statement. So it was like, I, I do a lot of, you know, you come to my stream. I do a lot of yeah. like sexual jokes, you know, I make oh, jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, is that sexually suggestive? If I wink at the exactly. camera, that could go, that could go so far in any direction. And it's like, I agree with you because number one, you don't see any dudes like, mm -hmm. you know, sitting none there of doing the, what none the girls of the policy. Do. 
<laughs> None of the policy had anything to do with men. It yep. was about breast, uh, yep. women, uh, sexually suggestive female uh, behavior, and then and the and you want to know the one thing that they left out of this policy, Jigglypuff? What's that? They didn't mention anything about punishing men for harassing women or trolls. Oh, really? That figures because it's like, and that's that's the thing that's funny is that like. And I really don't want the women viewers to hate me for saying what I said before because it's like, I know that like, I've gotten a lot of follows because I'm a female and I've gotten a lot more followers than better male streamers. I know a lot of male streamers that are better streamers than me. They keep a schedule, they do a clip like every day, you know, after everything Slade 1020, I'm talking about you. <laughs> and it's like, I'm like about, you know, catching up to him and he's been going twice as long as me and it's only because people see me and follow but they don't come back that's the thing if you're a good male streamer your followers will be genuine and they will come back right as females we get a lot of empty follows because they see our face follow and then you know well, that's a that's a running joke on my podcast i said you know, a lot of the men that come to my Twitch streams, they'll say, hey, baby, hi, beautiful, I love you so much, blah, 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 blah. They'll give me bits or whatever, and I appreciate that they do that, but I know they don't really care about me or support me because they don't listen to my podcast, and I can talk about my husband for hours, and they don't even know I'm married. Right, right. And they're just they're just seeing a visual, and that's, mm -hmm. that's the thing, like, with females it's like it's so much more about creating a visual than creating actual like personality i mean than featuring your personality and it's too bad that that's the way it's going to be because if you're a you know a top tier gamer it doesn't and you're a dude it doesn't matter what you look like they're gonna love you anyway so let you me, know so so now that we've covered what you do and <laughs> what you don't like <laughs> so tell just tell my audience before we get into your hot five and I'm, I cannot wait to see your responses to these questions <laughs> uh, tell my audience where they can find you and you know if you have a maybe not a set schedule but just to give them an, uh, where they can find you on social media and on Twitch so that they can check you out and get to know you better oh okay well every I keep everything the same Jigglypuff1169 and Snap, Insta, Twitter, and um, Twitch, of course. I have a Mixer channel, but I never go on there. When uh, Ninja went over there, I made a channel and just to see what it was like. And I boring. most of my followers were on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, Mixer's it, boring. It, it is. It is. It's just all my followers are on Twitch, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start all over again from scratch because I do have a lot of followers I enjoy seeing, and I've made so many good friends on Twitch and as much as I complain like I I don't regret anything that I any I don't regret any of the experiences I've had from starting streaming on Twitch I just want to say that for you know in future if for some reason either one of us have to be a mixer we love mixer oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so all right Jigglypuff <laughs> all right it's time for your hot five you ready uh-huh all right so my first question to you is now that we are here in the middle of COVID-19, in the middle of coronavirus and a quarantine, a lot of people are having, they're speculating many conspiracy theories. You're a Christian. A lot of the Christians online are saying that this is the end times. What do you think? Well, I think that 
nobody can predict what's going to happen. And if you read the Bible, they they talk about stuff like that. And stuff like this has happened. Um, I read a report about a man who was in the Spanish flu epidemic and he recovered from COVID. So the dude's 101 years old and he survived both of these wow. pandemics. Wow. So, I mean, this is kind of a thing that I, I think extends to um, many different things. Like we might think this is the worst the world's ever been, but you know, in the 1800s, things have happened where they're like, this is the worst the world's ever been. Look at the Great Depression. I mean, people are jumping out of windows and stuff like that. So whatever is the worst new thing, you know, people they think is the worst way. ever. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's all leading to, you know, whatever, but I no, I love that. Sure. I love that yeah. response. It's such a measured response. And I just would like to say for those of you celebrating Easter, this is what a measured Christian sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> and I I enjoy that very much. Okay. Oh, thank you. Your second hot question is, what's one thing that you wish you could do guilt-free? Guilt-free. <laughs> um uh, that's a good one. That's a good one because it's like I, this will make people hate me. I don't put on weight. So like, I don't worry about eating. And that's usually what I hear people talking is eating. But when you don't ever sit down, you don't put on weight. So, um, I don't know. Maybe, um, I'll keep it clean and say, I wish I could stay up all night because if I don't get sleep, I'm like a nightmare. <laughs> so I'll say that. Okay. I'll keep, I'll do a clean answer for that one. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. I wish I could, I wish I could lack sleep with no, you, just wish you, you know, keep going, going, going. I wish I could keep going. Cause when it comes to, I, um, I can barely put myself to bed at three 30. It just gets later and later and later. I <laughs> have that energy. I do sit down and I do gain weight, but I'm, I'm that's okay. I don't hate you because <laughs> I, I hate the fact that I just love food so much. Um, but with that said, here is your third hot question. And so I want to know, what is one thing that you wish wasn't a thing anymore? Oh, well, we talked about this. I wish people didn't judge you for your age. And, you know, like my age is in my gamer tag. Yes, 1969, that is the year I was born. I will break the glass ceiling and- Yes, uh, hold on, wait, I gotta stand up. This is gonna yep. be, we're, we're just doing things right now. I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm clapping for you for the bravery. I won't be joining you in that bravery. But... <laughs> oh, <laughs> but that's okay. November 1st, day after Halloween, you can all wish me a happy birthday. But you know what? You know how many people see that five at the front of your thing and they're like, oh, you're not even a person anymore, especially when you're doing something involving being female and being seen or being considered attractive. It's okay. like people look at you and they're like, yeah, but you're 50. Can I even consider you attractive? And I'm like, bro, wow. well, you know what, dude? You're going to be, everybody's going to be an age one day. Right. You know what? Yeah, and I always one day, say that. I always, yeah. you know, I used to tell my girlfriend this, and if you're listening, um, I used to tell my best friend, uh, my, she's not my friend now, but we were friends for a very long time. And one of the things that used to piss me off when we were in high school was she would always uh, age shame older people. And as we kept getting older, she continued to do that. I'm like, honey, haven't you noticed that every new, every, I'm like every five years we're getting older and you keep pushing the bar up to who you're going to insult because we keep reaching those peaks. Why don't you just leave them alone? Cause you're going to be there too. 
Oh, I knew somebody like that. It, it went from 30-year-old losers to 40-year-old losers. Right, yeah. And it just kept going up and up. And right. it's just like, but that's I, one thing I wish didn't exist because I don't want to not be considered like a person. Like everybody's going to be an age one time and there's going to come a time in your life when you're going to think, wow, I wish I didn't write that person off because of something so stupid as a number. And I want to say this in your defense. I didn't know your age. I never asked because it doesn't matter to me. But I think it's so funny because if anyone ever goes to your channel, goes to your Instagram, they're not going to think that right away. And so that's what's the funny part is that that's why she said it so confidently was because she she knows you're not assuming that about her the first minute you see her because there's these stigmas that are put on older women to look older all the time so oh yeah and i've had people and i i stopped like saying it on this the, the stream and i put 956 years old in my channel bio because um <laughs> i i would get like people asking me and then there's this one person who was like kind of a troll would keep saying stuff about it like every time somebody asked they'd say it and then they they kept saying well that's because this that's because she's this and i'm like all right will you shut up now because you're making my whole entire stream about that i mean it's like after if you're under 25 you're like too young to like have knowledge apparently because this is based on my experience and then you're only allowed to be like a generic adult until you're like 37 and then you're almost 40 oh my gosh everything is going to be horrible and then all of a sudden everything's about your age and everything's right. like well at your age well at this age you should be doing this can you shoot would you really be doing this at this age and it's just like you know what everybody like I do whatever I want. I don't care if I'm 90. You know what? It doesn't matter. And if you're going to judge me for it, you can just get out of my life right now. So. Well, speaking of doing whatever you want, your mm -hmm. fourth question is, is there any celebrity in the world, whether we know them or not, you could just name them anyway, that you would love to hook up with if you could? You know who I'm attracted to? Like, anime characters. Okay. <laughs> One of those people where... Um, anime is so beautiful like i heard you asking on your last thing what their chosen porn site would be and it's like i you know like i prefer like trying to see human beings so yeah we'll just keep it there's at that there's a lot of people that do they like the manga that was something i talked yes, about with uh yes. i guess a few weeks ago they like the manga <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. oh yeah so, it's so i love how like in in manga like just a lot of it is the inference and the the way that they interpret a situation and with regular like quote-unquote porn or whatever it's just all about duh, staring at an image it's like i like the way that in manga they give you a little bit more of a brain you right. know where a situation can be like exciting because of what's happening okay. instead of just looking at you know parts and you know people you're not hurting anybody. <laughs> so, all right. So, well, we'll leave it at that. I'll let you have your manga. And, um, okay, your final question that I ask all of my prey is, Jigglypuff, what is your life about? My life is about finding, creating, and expressing the beauty that I see. And as a Christian, I'll say, you know, God has made the world a beautiful place. I know people will say it's a terrible place, but there is so much beauty in this world. If you look around yourself, even amidst this 
pandemic, I mean, it's it's forced a lot of people to take time off and appreciate things. I think it's forced a lot of people to spend time with the people in their, you know, close inner circle with the people they're quarantined with, you know, rather than always be buried in your phones. I think people are looking at different things a little bit. And you know what? And I'm so glad that I had you on as my last guest of my first season because you are exactly the type of person, the type of personality, and um, you were going to give off the effervescence that I wanted, <laughs> that I really wanted to give off for the last episode. So thank you so much, Jigglypuff, for being here. Did you enjoy yourself? I certainly did. And thank you so much for inviting me. I, I, I love all of your episodes. I'm so happy that you started this podcast because I think this is something that we needed. Like, I love hearing the unbridled opinions of other streamers where, you know, a lot of times in social media, we have to keep it safe. Uh -huh. But on your podcast, I've heard so many people's just honest opinions. And that's what I like to hear. <laughs> Well, good. And I'm glad that you were so open with us. And thank you for being here. And for everybody that's listening, um, I will be taking some time off, but I will come back with a couple of special episodes throughout the summer. And then I will be back towards the end of August with season two. And we will be doing some of them on camera. So I hope you guys do come back. Stay tuned. Stay followed. And always keep it hot.